freezing in here. My nose is cold. <laughs> I want to feel a sit here. Okay. Um, welcome to our podcast. This is episode two of a okay. I forgot how we did the intro. We're doing great. Um, oh, I got it. You're like the yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Melissa, <laughs> and I'm Kylie. Oh, We're really here crazy. to remind you that everything, oh, everything will, will be, be A-O-K. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are so good at that. <laughs> I am the author of Unconditional Blog, <laughs> and Kylie over here is uh what am i what do i do i am the author of the the kylie tyler blog <laughs> that is also called love regardless i haven't quite figured that out yet but i'm just still here to tell the, the truth yeah. still still in the works but it is it is a blog it is brand that's her brand it's my brand and now we have a brand together yeah. <laughs> um okay what do we want to talk about well okay let's let's talk about your event this will be like fun interview after okay so <laughs> So Alyssa had an event on Friday, February 24th at 7 p.m. <laughs> Everyone has that so in their head because I posted it every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, It'll actually. Sleep, like. So listen to this. I, I have something to confess to Alyssa, actually. Okay. So so the whole, okay, so the, a couple things. First of all, before we get into the interview, this is perfect. This is great content. I, I was like, <laughs> I, um... So I was the IT person there. I was the one doing all the live streams and all that stuff on, if you were on the Instagram live stream, which there were a handful of you guys on there from, you know, throughout the whole thing. 33. Yeah. They were commenting and I, well, I initially was like, you know, throwing out like, Hey, how are you guys doing? Like, so, so glad you're here. La di da. And then, uh, I had anytime you had like something a task for them to do I was like hey if you guys want to do it virtually just like comment and we won't share it with the with the people in case you know whatever and then at one point I was like hey she's gonna ask questions after if you have any questions put them in the chat well there was one person that asked a question and you ended up answering because like I raised my hand you ended up answering it while you were answering other questions so I typed in I was like she's answering it now right great so I'm so just pause that really quick before the event started. I was like, I don't know what happened, but I was just like really anxious. I've just been kind mm. of like in a mental headspace. Like that's not the greatest, you know what I'm saying? So it's not terrible, but I do have these like peaks and valleys and yeah. I'm starting, I'm like trying to, trying to check, you know, level back out if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like the straw that broke the camel's back, but I did not have a cord. For those of you IT, <laughs> IT nuts, I was looking for a micro HDMI cable to USB-C, okay? Oh I thought I had one, <laughs> didn't. <laughs> and I wanted to use the camera that we're filming this on to stream the Facebook Live because it's just a better camera quality. I didn't want to use my computer. Even though the computer that I have has really good camera quality. I'm gonna get to a point in a second. <laughs> Anyway, so I didn't have the cable, so I'm freaking out. Like, we're basically, from my house to the event is, like, 39 minutes, okay? And I swear, I, I thought I had the cable, but I didn't. I don't own it. I thought I owned it. I don't. It was the wrong, wrong, you know. Anyway, so I'm, like, I, I leave, and I'm, I'm like, Googling, like, where can I get a cable like this? It's not, like, an easy one to find. <laughs> and I thought it was actually a mini HDMI, but it's not, because I went to Best Buy, which was, like, 35 minutes out, and they had one, and I took the cable out. Thank God I brought the camera, and I plugged it back, tried to plug it in, it didn't fit. So it was, like, it's a micro one. Gosh. There was nowhere. I went to, like, a Staples, and I went somewhere else to, like, find this cable. And, I mean, I couldn't find it anywhere, and I broke down. I was, it was, like, the straw that broke the camel's back. I was over the moon, like, not over the moon. That's positive, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like in a ditch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was so upset. Like, I mean, I was bawling my eyes out. I was so frustrated. And really the root of everything, it wasn't even about a cable. It was like, first, I wanted to provide you with the best service I possibly could. Because mm -hmm. I felt like, number one, like, I was so proud of you. And I really wanted mm -hmm. to give you everything, you know, to the best so of my cute. ability, you know, <laughs> and I couldn't deliver. And that really set me off because it was like this domino effect of me feeling like 
I was a failure. I can't succeed at anything. That's how I was feeling. I mean, mm. utterly to like the deepest point of my being, like I just got kicked out of my, my home in Florida. That's why I moved back to, to Ohio. And even before that, I have tried to get into medical school and that's not happening. And I tried to get into an EMT program three times so far. I will be trying for a fourth or maybe this is the fifth time. I can't remember, but I've just had obstacle after obstacle and I just keep feeling like I can't, I can't succeed. I've applied to over 50 to between 50, 75 jobs. Haven't gotten a single, single call, like nothing, not a squatter. And that <laughs> earlier, earlier that, that week I had break, I had uh, lunch with one of my like family friends and she was like, told me that she thinks I've been making excuses and I've been like dealing with a lot of emotional toxicity in the house that I was living in before. And like, there was just a lot of things. And I, I felt like I was doing everything I could, but now I'm making excuses. So now I'm not good enough. I'm lazy. I'm this, I'm that. And then like the other day I was doing laundry and I left the laundry in the dryer without turning the dryer on. So the clothes were not only not dry, but they smelled like mildew. They smelled oh, trashy. I that. <laughs> so I was like, I can't even do laundry right. <laughs> That's what I was feeling. So then, and then it's just like leading up to a lot of things. Like I'm applying to this EMT program now and I'm, I mean, I'm hitting every single obstacle possible. Um, and so I was just, this cable took it out of me. I was like, I can't even be a good friend. I can't even, I'm supposed to be good at IT and I couldn't provide this to that extent. Okay. So I'm freaking out, whatever. And I've obviously not, I didn't say any of this to Lisa cause I'm like, she's got more things to worry about. I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it work. Oh, I could tell. <sighs> I know you could. <laughs> I know you could. Um, but anyway, so so fast forward. So we start the event. I scheduled the Facebook Live to start at like 6.15, right? And then I turned the 6.15, sorry, 6.45. So we had 15-minute buffer. Mm -hmm. And then I started the Instagram Live like probably 6.55 or something like that. And I did the Instagram Live. We were doing it. The Facebook Live was going. It's It was like it had like a little red live button on the top of the Facebook live, which was great. Right. So, <laughs> so we go through the whole event and everything was fine. Like I knew it was a, it was just like a, a snowball effect of things, but I mean, dude, I was freaking out. Everything went fine. It was great. She freaking killed it. If you didn't watch it, please go to her Instagram right now and watch it. It is completely up there. But after the event, Okay. This is, this is where it comes after the event. I come, I look at the Facebook live. I'm about to post it so that people who weren't there, like could see it and it never started. Yeah. It never started. Had no idea because it's so deceiving. There's literally like a it's red live button that's on there. And, but I was, this is what I mean. Like I'm emotionally like feeling like a poo poo head. So then at the end of the event, I'm like, it's over. Like, <laughs> let me just, you know what? I'm just going to leave now. I, <laughs> I just like seriously failure after failure. And it's the worst too, because like, especially when you put so much time and effort into something and then it doesn't go, you like, you forget something or you don't do something. I'd never done a Facebook live before, but I mean, I had been studying this thing and like trying to figure it out and setting it up and planning it and doing all this stuff. And then there's actually like one more step before you go live. So even if you schedule it, just so for anybody doing a Facebook live, if you schedule a Facebook live, it does start, but it doesn't like start. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. You have to like, have like to make everything. Make e yeah, they do. Like there's, there's like an extra step. So, which is confusing because the instructions, like if you watch YouTube videos or whatever, it's like, if you schedule it, it'll just turn, come on and it'll be live, which is why I saw the live button. But there was something, there was like an extra step that I missed that I didn't know I missed. And so then I felt like trash. I felt terrible. Like I was just like, look at this. Can't even, can't even provide. This was my one job. I had a single job that I wasn't even asked to do and I wanted to do it. And, and then it couldn't come through. And so I was just disappointed. But anyway, so now I'm going to stop talking it. And I'm going to let Alyssa talk because her event was amazing. And yeah. Real quick though. Oh, yeah. Official. I'll, I'll <laughs> I'm going to get you sold in these. This feels weird. Um, so it's funny because I did have a few people who were like, hey, your Facebook Live never came on. So I knew the day. I knew yeah. before today. Um, sure however, I think, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So either God did not need those Facebook people to see it yeah. or even better yeah. now to see it they have to go visit my blog exactly, exactly. <laughs> so i'm getting more feedback you're welcome more no, traffic kidding. on my blog 
Plus, my Instagram is hooked up to my Facebook. Facebook, so it's there too. So it's there. Ah. Oh. So God it's is there. So good. God is so good. <laughs> but but I still felt like garbage. Like honestly, yeah. like I just felt like, and I didn't even have the heart to tell you then because I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let her ride on this, and then I'm gonna see if I can like figure something out. And I'm glad that like right after the event, you have the opportunity to like post your live. And if you don't post it, it goes away. And I was like, you were busy doing something, and I was like, I'm just gonna post it. And just because I, I put a little picture up there for the mm-hmm. redefined picture. And then I was like, she might not like this, but I'm just going to post it just in case because I noticed that that happened. And I was like, <laughs> so I'm glad that happened. Yeah. God is good. See, like, look at that. Look at that. Where you are weak, he is strong. <laughs> but I am very sorry about that. that it's oh, my go gosh. That no. And <laughs> and it was so cute because at the end, um, I let people come up and answer like or ask me private questions because you know it's a very vulnerable topic you might not want to ask mm-hmm. it and so I was off to the side talking to some lady about something and I look over and Kylie is surrounded by this group of young women <laughs> and I can already tell she's giving them advice because she's very animated and she's knocking the on me. the wall and I go, oh, I know exactly what she's saying. <laughs> oh, we should tell that story. <laughs> we should tell that story. Like, okay, anyway, you'll tell the story right, real quick. Okay. But I was so proud of her because uh, I just knew how she was feeling and I was like, this got to feel good. Oh. It's because she's making a big difference here just like by being there That's so cute. even if the it thing didn't work out well, but it did it did work it out. did it sure just not did. in the way you thought no, which is how it always thought. goes yeah, <laughs> it's so funny i was thinking the same thing i was like when i was driving because i didn't have the cable i was like i was thinking to myself like things just don't work out the way that i want them to work out i'm going off and off and off and then and then it was funny because i was like i stressed out about this cable and didn't even record this live. so what was that stress worth the lord was in heaven laughing he was he was he's like i already know this doesn't work anyways yeah he's like i wasn't planning on letting this happen so why are you <laughs> this is why you don't have the cable you know what i'm saying <laughs> But um, but anyway, the so story. The oh, the story. story. Okay, okay. I feel like it's good if you tell it from both perspectives. Okay. So okay. I'll start, and then you're gonna you're gonna take off. Okay. Well, uh, so one. <laughs> there's actually parts of the story I feel like Alyssa doesn't know because she wasn't like I have. I feel like I should start. Yeah. Okay. You start. Oh yeah. You should definitely start. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you start. So basically, <laughs> I don't remember much about that day, but. <laughs> I remember that day. <laughs> I get, I think it was during PA school. Yeah, it was. So I was struggling a little bit with food, but also a lot with depression. And I was having these panic attacks all the time because I was, I still had that perfectionism that I did not want to let go. And eventually, luckily God ruined my 4.0 and just the weight lifted off of me. But (laughs) she had a 3.999. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But finished with a 3.93. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) But um, I was having one of my really bad anxiety days. And I was like, I got to get my crap done. I'm so far behind. And I was like, panic. It was snowballing. Mm -hmm. It was snowballing. And I would think I was home alone. All my family was gone for some reason or another. Maybe they were on their trip without me. That happens a lot. Um, (laughs) So... I'm starting to panic and I tell Kylie everything. So I'm pretty sure I told her mm-hmm. yep. and, but I was like also pissed off. Yeah. There, I was like, and there's an hell has no fury. Like Alyssa Hastings. <laughs> I am a firecracker. Uh-huh. And so, uh, Kylie told me, like asked me if I needed her to come over and I said, absolutely not. Yeah. I won't even let you in the house. Yeah. Like I do not want anybody's presence yeah. in here. I yeah. just want to be angry. Yeah. Anyways, Kylie didn't listen. No, so didn't. so this is I'm going to give you. So that's what she remembers. OK, and this is like half accurate. It is accurate. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go a little deeper if that's OK, okay with yeah. you. So so this this period of time, Alyssa and I were both like struggling with our mental health severely. OK, like it does. Yeah. No, honestly. And I feel, I'm proud of us. Like we have recovered. A lo- <laughs> is that our theme song now? <laughs> A-OK. Mental. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
Um, no, but we've overcome a lot and we were growing and learning and all that yeah. stuff. But in this period of time, we were like struggling. Like, I mean, every hour, like this was, we were, we were trying to survive. survive. That's we all thriving. we were. No, I don't even know if we're doing that, but we're, we're definitely thriving. Like surviving well, right now is easier there. than, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, I, my struggle was like high anxiety and OCD, depression and whatever. And hers was more eating disorder, depression, also anxiety. Um, and so, so she calls so i'm i'm running errands okay i'm like doing something oh no i might have been at the house and i just left whatever she calls me or she's texting me and she's like freaking out and i know i know her well enough at this point where i'm like i know she's on the brink of like jumping off the roof you know so i am like texting her i'm like trying to talk her down just or trying to listen trying to give her whatever she what i think she might need you know i'm praying about all this stuff so then i think i called you and you might have answered one time and when you answered because i called a couple times when you answered not only were declined. yeah well, she, she declined multiple times there was only one time that she actually answered and when she when she answered she was like yelling like she was mad like projecting it was like she was projecting all her anger onto me and i know she wasn't mad at me but she was mad and she was crying and she was she was like angry crying you know we're like everything sucks blah, blah, blah. i'm mad dumb this is wrong that's wrong everything i mean it was bad it was yeah. bad and we've all like like this is no shame on Melissa. like i have had those moments too but i'm just trying to tell you this story and now it's funny because she's so i hang up and I this is <laughs> i know i hang up i'm like okay i was like do you need me to come over and she was like no absolutely not I'm not, don't come over because I'm not going to let you in the house. And I'm like, this girl, <laughs> I didn't think she was kidding. So this is what she doesn't know. I'm, I hang up, right? And I'm sitting in the car. I'm pissed. I'm talking to God and I'm like, I'm like, God, I'm actually scared. Like, I don't even want to go over because she might hurt me. And I know she wouldn't, but like, you I know. Mean, you never no, you don't like you just don't and I was I was mad I was like not even at her but I was like you're I was mad at God because I was like you're gonna make me go over there because you told me no but I swear I the Holy Spirit was like go drive over there and I was like no I don't want to like no, why she doesn't want me there she yelled at me I don't want to why did I do that so I'm praying the whole time and the Holy Spirit was like go over there please go over there like I got you right so her, her family wasn't home. She normally has like six people in the house because she's got three other sisters and then her mom and her dad. And then, well, technically four just because I'm one of them. But anyway, this is besides the point. <laughs> so I go over there, right? By the way, it had been snowing. So this was like, there's like four feet of snow outside, like thick, heavy. This is Beverly Hills. I <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love the snow, but I never come prepared. Like I'm wearing like sneakers and the snow is like going through my, the holes in my shoes. Anyway, so the, so it's snowing. I pull up, and I mean, my beat drops. I'm, like, about to poop myself, like, honestly. So I go, and I knock on the door. I think I called you a couple times or texted you or something. And I knock on the door. Nothing. The dogs start barking. Oh, I heard it. Yeah, I, I know you did. Purposely. Oh, I know you did. They, they'll know in a second, too. So I'm banging on the door. I'm ringing it. And I text her, like, I'm not going to – I'm going to keep doing this until you come open the door just to annoy her, right? And, I mean, I'm scared. I mean, I'm scared. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she was mad i was just i just you know whatever so then i decided to walk around the house so i'm trudging through the snow the snow gets higher and higher because their backyard was just like a mountain of snow <laughs> i walk over to her bedroom door and her blinds are open they're always open she never closes them and yeah. so so i look in there and i bang on the window and she turns so she's facing like this like doing her work and i bang on the window and she goes like this and then I said, let murder. me in. The house. Yeah, it was murder eyes. And I said, let me in the house. I don't even know what I said, but I said something. And she like started laughing a little. And she was mad that she started laughing. So it made her mad she, that I made her laugh because she wanted to be angry. I understand I that feeling. So then she's like, fine. So she goes over and unlocks the door and walks back but to her room. this was like five minutes after. Yeah. Knocked on the window. This was yes. not a quick. No, no, no. This wasn't like a here and there. This was like I was outside in the cold, freezing. Like for 20 minutes. <laughs> no, actually, though. So then she unlocks the door like in the front, in the front, like really quick. And then like scurries back to her room. Do you remember what happened next at all? Oh, I ignored her. Yeah, you did. I was mad. You're mad. So wait, she didn't just and ignore me though. We were. That's all I remember. Okay. Oh, I did not talk to you. <laughs> no, I she was. Didn't. Okay, wait. So, so I come in the house, right? She walked into her room, 
And I'm like, I'm praying the entire time. Cause I'm like, God, why you brought me here? Like you gotta help me. Cause my instinct is to be a helper. And I knew that she didn't want me there. Like genuinely, like genuinely, she didn't want me there. I think deep down her spirit knew she needed somebody there and was glad that somebody cared enough to do what I did. But like yeah. what she was experiencing, the spiritual warfare was like, definitely did not want me there. Like hundred percent. And so it was irritated. Yeah. And it got, became more irritated when I got there and it was just like, well, for a period of time. So this happened. I walk into the house and I'm praying the whole time and I just feel the Holy Spirit is like, don't say anything to her. Just like do what you got to do. I did. I actually <laughs> went to the kitchen and I cooked cause I hadn't eaten. And so I was cooking in there while I'm cooking. She walks out. Of, I don't know if you remember this. She walks out of her room. She looks at me and she says, don't talk to me. I'm going to be in here. You stay here. And then she walked back into her room and I was like thinking to myself, like I wasn't going to, but okay. So then I'm cooking and then I'm, I finally get everything on a plate. Right. And I'm about to sit down and then you walk out there again. This was probably like 15 minutes later. You walk out there and I just felt the Holy Spirit was like, don't say anything. Just don't say, you don't have to do anything. And this was actually a big lesson for me because I realized that I didn't have to work that hard to do whatever God was calling me to do. Like, I'm not saying you don't have to put work in, but there are some times when you just need to sit and be obedient and God will do the rest. I had to do anything. She walks out of her room like 15 or 20 minutes later and she looks at me like so angry and she's like, if you want to come in my room and sit, then you can, but we're not talking. <laughs> and then storms away. And in my head, he was, he was doing it in both of us. In my head, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna come in there while I'm good already. So I finished eating first. And then I came in there and she's sitting at her desk. So I sit on the bed. Right. And I mean, it's, it's, piercing quiet and it's like almost awkward because there is a part of her that still didn't want me in there and there was a part of me that didn't even want to be in there because i knew she didn't want me there you know what i'm saying so it's like this whole like dynamic so then i'm sitting there and maybe i think do you remember what happened next no. it was like a good while it was eventually i started like i feel like i just started crying <laughs> all of a sudden no it started like this it was like probably 25 ish minutes i was sitting there complete silence and we weren't talking she did not look at me she acted like i wasn't there and i kind of did the same thing and then all of a sudden she started yelling she was, I mean, she was like just yelling all the things that that she was thinking that were wrong and then in the process of her yelling she starts crying she's i mean she is so like just so miserable and unhappy and like just so upset and i just like let her cry let her yell let her all that and then at one point i think i grabbed you and gave you a hug and then you sat on the bed with me and then you finished doing your work and then it was fine and then i made her laugh and she started laughing and it was like totally fine but long story short that is the story of when Alyssa didn't let me in the house and the best part <laughs> is that i think it was either a few months or like a year or oh, two later yeah. we're out in the garage <laughs> with my dad and he's telling kylie a story yeah and they got back from vacation, and the footprints were still there in the back of the house. Referring to my footprints. By from the way. her knocking yeah. on my window. Yeah. And my dad proceeds to tell us that at one point he thought I had a peeping Tom. Yeah. Something <laughs> that they never brought to my attention, by the way. <laughs> and I looked at Kylie, and I was like, oh my gosh, it was you. <laughs> and then I was like, dad, why? Why wouldn't you tell me to at least close my blinds? All, like, open, yeah. I'm on the bottom floor of the house, yeah. so anyone could be good. It is me, though. So, so. the story of how I was a peeping Tom, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that was actually the story, just to tie it all back, that I was telling yeah. those, ki those kids, those ladies. They were actually kids. They were, like, 15 yeah, or something. Yeah, they were young. Um, and I was, I was explaining. This is actually a good lead-in. So one of them came up to me and she asked me she was like i have a question for you kylie we don't even know each other i was like i didn't oh well now we do <laughs> and she had asked me like she actually asked me something similar that the person on the instagram live asked which is how does a friend um support somebody going through mental illness yeah. like this and um but she asked me like what do i do like she asked me that question she was like as a friend like what do i do but also on top of that I don't have any mental Ill illnesses or things mm -hmm. that I deal with. Like, honestly, and I really appreciated her candor. Yeah. Um, she was like, honestly, I don't deal with that kind of stuff. It's a blessing. It is. And I told, actually, one of the things I told her was, I was like, 
first of all, don't make, don't let anybody make you feel bad because you don't experience mental illness. Honestly, it's a blessing. Like, because people will make you feel bad that you're not struggling, but we all struggle in our own way. And don't, don't make, because you don't need anybody telling you that because you don't deal with this, you can't understand. You may not be able to, to relate, but you can, you can work your way to understanding or at least some sort of empathy because we all deal with struggle and loss Mm -hmm. in this world. But that was the first thing I said to her, but I was telling, she asked me like, like, you know, what do you do? And I was like, well, I mean, I mentioned to her, like, you know, I have a deal, dealt with my own mental issues as well. And I wasn't even diagnosed with them until mm-hmm. later on. So I didn't even think I had a problem at this point in time. Yeah. I, I wasn't labeled as anxiety mm-hmm. until I went That's to true. you know therapy <laughs> and had somebody <laughs> diagnose me with it. And I was in denial for a while. But um, but yeah, she asked me that. And I was basically like, I think I told her three things. I was like, you have to have grace for people having emotions. That's so key. Like mm-hmm. your job is not to fix people. Your job is not to, you know, change somebody or to convince them anything because you really can't. Um, but to have grace because a lot of times people with these issues will will not only um, have high highs and low lows, but there'll be ups and downs in between. And in between those, they'll project onto you. So like the story mm-hmm. I just told you, Alyssa's problem wasn't me but she was projecting all of it onto me. And so the problem is if I took that personally, I would not have been there to support her. And then it probably would have gotten worse because there was nobody there to kind of buffer it. And so some, you got to have grace for people having emotions and you can't take things personally at all. Mm -hmm. The other thing Mm -hmm. is that even if you don't understand something that Alyssa and I used to always say, which she brought up in her amazing, amazing speech was that you just sit with me in the dark instead of pulling me into the light. Cause a lot of times the thing that people need, whether they recognize it or not, is that they need somebody to show them that they care and they love them. Cause when you're dealing with mental illnesses, I feel like a lot of the times you don't, not only do you not believe people don't care and they don't love you, but you don't even want people to, yeah. you want to like prove yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but, but like deep down as a person, like deep, deep, deep in there, you know, that's what you need. And so, mm-hmm. Just like the story I just told was she did not want me there, but there was something like she needed me there. She needed somebody to be present and show like, hey, I love you at your darkest, just like mm-hmm. God says to us. Right. And then the last yeah. thing I told her, I think, oh, yeah. quick, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people either try to judge you yeah. or fix it. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that's good, but I'm not in the right headspace to do either of those right, right now. Right. We can do that when I'm more mentally in a good place yes. again. But right now, I just need to feel these emotions and know that mm. feeling my emotions isn't necessarily always a bad thing. Mm. I mean, so true. I say this all the time. It's not the emotions that are bad. It's how you respond to yeah. them. It's learning, like, even anger we talked about at church on, th- like, Sunday. It's not in itself bad. No. It's just, like, you got to learn to have authority over it. Mm. But um, the last thing that I told her, and these were just like the three things that I could think of, especially for somebody who doesn't deal with mental issues, Mm. was the last thing I was thinking, I was like, you can't kill yourself to save somebody else. So you need to make sure I'm giving, I was basically like, I'm giving you permission that if somebody's burden, because we're supposed to carry each other's burdens, but Mm -hmm. if it gets too heavy for you, you're allowed to take space. You can walk away. You can stop talking to that person for a little bit or for how, like you have to realize that you can't help people if you can't help yourself. So there is a beginning and to you, to yourself and a beginning to them, but there's also an end. You do not like, you know, like we're different people. Right. And so you got to take care of yourself. Don't, don't, you know, like I said, kill yourself to save somebody else. So, so be mindful of that. Be cognizant of like your mental health and, and how much you can take and how much burden, because it's not your job. It's just Mm -hmm. not. It's a blessing if you're there, but it's not, you know. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that because there's some people that you can push and push and push and try to help and be there for them as much as you want, but in the end, if they are not at a point where they want to get better, mm. you're no matter what you do, you're never going to force them into it. Mm-mm. Like people would force me into therapy and they force me to treatment and whatever, but until I chose to recover, like sure I might have gained my weight back. But I never was mentally improving. Mm-hmm. Mm. And two, on that point, I actually have had to do this with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I had a really good friend. She also suffered from an eating disorder. It came to the point where I decided I wanted to get better. And she was still recovering. And no, I, she was still she, in it. Yeah, she she wasn't even wanting it. to recover. Yeah. She was still not admitting she even had a problem. Right, right. 
And mine sort of was extremely competitive. So every step I would take in the right direction, it would say, well, look at her. She's doing the eating disorder so much better than you are. You need to mm-hmm. be more like that. Mm-hmm. And so eventually after talking to my therapist and everything, I did decide like, you know what? As much as I love her, and we had been friends since like long time childhood, yeah. um, I need to take space and it's going to be better for me and it's going to be better for her because I knew I could just tell she would compare herself to me when we were around each other. And it was like they were both getting worse because yeah. they were competing. And so eventually I told her like, you know what, we're going to take space. If you need me, I'll still be here. We can talk about non-eating disorder things, but I don't think we should hang out in the same capacity. Mm-hmm. And I think we should distance ourselves more until we, like, we get on the same space because like, you are dragging me down, and I know I am too. Right, right, right. Because we're just neither of us were mentally strong enough yet. Right. And so I walked away for a good probably two years we didn't even really talk much um and then eventually we started talking again and we slowly like because she had started to recover I was in a better place and we started to build that relationship again and she was in my wedding we talk Mm -hmm. every day and like we even she recognized once her mind recovered that that was the best thing for both of us Mm -hmm. so like at the time they might be really really mad at you but Sometimes that is what you both need. And I think once they recover and they're, they can think more clearly, mm-hmm. they'll recognize it too. Yeah. And honestly, it could be the best thing that ever happens because if you don't have the, the, if nobody has the standards and the boundaries to step away from something, then there are people in the situation that may not recognize they have a problem ever, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was, it's so funny. I was actually been, I've been uh, marinating on this thought of like setting those boundaries and like terminating friendships or family ships, mm-hmm. not even terminating, but like reorganizing and making yeah. boundaries around family ships, friendships, relations, all of that kind of stuff. And realizing that I have, we all have the power and authority to make those decisions. Like there, people act like there's rules. Like mm-hmm. I used to think there was rules. We're like, well, they're family, so I can't set that boundary. Yeah. That's not at all the case. They're friends. They I've known them for X amount of years. Or like we've been through X Y Z together. Like that doesn't exist. Like I always think about like for instance Abraham and Sarah. God actually told them to leave their family, mm, and we have no idea if Abraham ever saw his family again. Like that's not clear. Like in the Bible, and to my knowledge, it's not made clear. Even God is like, I. This is important enough for me to set this boundary for you, Abraham. So if the father of our faith is able to set those kind of boundaries, then why can't I? You know. Yeah, and I think boundaries are important in relationships mm-hmm. um, because, like, you are the people you surround yourself with. Yep. And especially as a people pleaser, and I mm. we I can say this because we are both ex people yeah. pleasers yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um that it especially so being a christian being a people pleaser you have to be so careful because you often like almost put all the people on a pedestal and when and you, you don't do think you're that, doing that no you don't recognize it but no. when you do that it can become dangerous because you in trying to people please and please them can even let them start defining the Bible for you Mm. instead of letting the Bible define itself. Mm. So like, you know, you might be friends with someone who's struggling with porn Mm -hmm. and you know about it and you're like, I know that's not good. I Mm -hmm. know that's not something God would engage in, but you don't want to make them feel bad. So Mm -hmm. you start downplaying how bad it is. And then in your mind, eventually you start to believe it's not really a big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. When the Bible says it is. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of letting them define truth instead of the Bible. Wow. If that makes sense. That's such a great so point. So you have to be careful, especially like mental health is a hard thing to deal with. And as much as you want to be there for someone, I agree. You do need to set boundaries. Take days for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's a long battle. <laughs> and honestly, it's exhausting. Like, oh, yeah. carrying people's burdens. You recently, we were just talking about this before the podcast, carrying people's burdens, 
can be absolutely exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like it just is, that's just the nature of carrying a burden. And so like realizing that first of all, you're not wrong or you're not a terrible person for feeling like you need space. You can't do this or you are exhausted like that. You're not a bad person for feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And just because they're struggling and you're not, or even if you are, it doesn't make you worse or better or anything. The fact that you even want to be present in their lives honestly says a lot. Because a lot of people nowadays don't care. Yeah, All they do as is soon get, as it gets hard right. and stops benefiting right. them. Exactly. And so if you're somebody who's not doing that, you're already winning because you're you're displaying the character of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but the character of God, God also has standards. He has boundaries. He doesn't allow people to use him as a doormat and walk all over him. Like it's so funny to me. Like the way that we view this false doctrine in my mind of that I've been taught of Christianity or like of who God is, is that you always do things for other people and you never consider yourself. And I think what people do is they take the context of the cross out of like, they take it out of context. Right. And they're like, well, God put himself down for, for us. He did do that. But that's not the only part of the story. It's also very contextual. Yeah. So like he did, he does do that, but you have to realize like something I can't get over is that, I had this revelation one day and I realized that like, if you think somebody who takes their time and does what they need to do with it is selfish, well, think about Jesus because he spent 33 years on this planet. He only gave us three years. He only did a ministry for three years. Mm -hmm. For 30 of those years, he was like filling his cup and living and experiencing life and like getting relationship with the father. He didn't do his first miracle that we hear about until he was started his ministry. So it's just like, if God of the universe is able to take his time to like fill his cup, gain wisdom, gain knowledge and not start his practice till he was 30. Right. And not do his first miracle till he was 30, not start teaching. There was one time he taught when he Mm -hmm. was little, we only see him one time before that. (laughs) And after that, we don't see him anymore. But like, if he's setting our example and he does that, he learned all these skills by the way, before he was like teaching, you know, he's a carpenter and he's like, like just, he was who he was because he took the time he needed to become that, you know? Yeah, and I think even during his ministry, like, when he, like, he would go off to be by himself to spend time with God. Yeah, almost every day when he was in, like, Galilee or where, wherever it was. It's just, it's important. Yeah. So, but I also think, and it's something I think we need to learn, it's the, kind of the next step is, like, you can bear each other's burdens better when you learn how to Take their burden on, but then give it to God. Mm. So you're not carrying it, ah. if that makes sense. A hundred percent. That's a whole another lesson in and of itself. No, that's <laughs> so true. Cause you got to like, actually let it go. Yeah. Instead of trying to be like, I, I like to be a fixer. Yeah. You like to be a fixer or like changing their mind or psychoanalyzing. But you can't change them. The only one who can change them is God. Is God. So and the only way God will partner with them is if they want to change. That's the thing. Like God, I mean, I know that God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, mm-hmm. but he's not a dictator. Like he genuinely wants yeah. to partner with you to do these things. So if that person doesn't even want it, it's, it's like, you got to force it on them. No, no, yeah. he won't. That's just not, not it. I mean, you could argue about like uh, Paul, right? Like he was like a murderer. Right. And then, you know, oh, yeah, 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 he was like a murderer and yeah, then yeah. he became blind and then but also God knows people's hearts. So he had a plan for 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 Paul and, you know, blinded him on Damascus Road and that changed his heart. And people can't have experiences like that. Mm-hmm. They can't rock bottom. Rock I bottom. say that all the time. I needed to hit rock bottom mm-hmm. to decide I needed to change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's that. But wait, what were we talking about? Because I wanted to say one other thing. You have to leave soon, right? Time you have to leave. Uh, we can go for a little. OK. Um. But, wait, how did we get there? That was good. Uh, we were talking about giving the burdens to God. Oh, yeah, giving the – Oh, I was telling them what I was saying to to the, the girls, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's all I had said. But, anyway, okay, I want to know, Alyssa. Alyssa Hastings. So, now that we've told everyone about how maybe <laughs> a little bit of insight into how friends might deal with it, because I feel yeah. like that was a piece I really yeah. wanted – my event but we never got to yeah yeah. people didn't really ask you many questions out loud so i think it's good that we got to talk about it now because that's something i feel like is super important because i feel like a lot of people have those questions because so many people deal with mental health that that's i mean you probably know at least somebody right 100 (laughs) percent. so then on that topic i i have plenty of other things that i could say about like supporting friends and you know i i think one 
big thing before I change, before I give the mic to you is that it's, uh, mental illnesses are very nuanced and they're mm -hmm. very unique per person. Mm -hmm. And every illness that you can imagine is on a spectrum. So, <laughs> so, so there's like no heart, in my opinion, there's no hard and cut fast rule about how to support your friends. You really have yeah. to like try things, be bold enough, be fearless enough to like, just try something. Um, and, and, and in the context of wisdom, like use wisdom, you know, these people, if you want to support them, if you know, they're going through something, then typically you're probably relatively close to this person or, you know, mm -hmm. them to some degree. And so you can kind of gauge certain things in that realm. Also definitely pray about it. Like God will guide you. Read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible for yourself because you will learn so much. The Holy Spirit will reveal things to you and talk to you about things. Like Alyssa and I have been through so much together, like so yeah no really and and like like so much together and it's bonded us but like you this is the thing is like i didn't always have the right answers she didn't always have the right answers we did our best with what we had and honestly i think god really used us because we were so vulnerable with each other and we were very us like we were so just like dude you know like just like so honest and like so we were willing participants and we like wanted to we really just clicked like it was just like you, when you find your person don't let that go you know don't let that go but but my point is is like you really have to know these people you know knowing the person is helpful pray about it and yeah, everything is nuanced it's too. not ooh that's good separate because. their mental illness from them <laughs> One night, I remember we were, I was eating dinner, <laughs> and I did not want to eat. This is probably before the snow story. I, poor Kylie, I put her through the ring. I'm honored. And, <laughs> and I proved myself. She really did. Uh, I know she's not going anywhere because she would have left, like, five years ago yeah, but uh, um <laughs> so i was eating dinner and i was really mad and she was i didn't want to eat no. and she was trying to coax me on and yeah. she wanted she was trying to push it yeah. so she was like i want you to like eat one more thing yeah. and that is when i snapped mm -hmm. and i kid you not we both felt it yeah something came over me i mm -hmm. feel hate in my eyes <laughs> as i looked at her and i said i just was like no not doing it yeah. I like snapped. I was like, this is not happening. And then I went back to myself and we both like looked at each other for a minute. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, your eyes changed. Dude, it was crazy. It wasn't just her. It was just like the aura. Like you could just, I mean, the spirit, of, the spirit, yeah, whatever came over her. It was like, it was definitely a demon. She was not possessed, but it overcame like it was like it was influence. So yeah, it was like in, it was whatever was influencing her. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and and it was pissed. But see, this is the thing. I we know got scared. we did. And then we started laughing, though, yeah, like right did. after we were like was that and then we started laughing this was like by the way we, i was like super anxious i had like just had a panic attack my brother was staying with us oh we yeah were, we were yeah we were living together for like a week her family wasn't there and there were knives everywhere and i remember asking you like should i move the knives and you actually told me later you like move the knives before i kill you <laughs> and i was like listen here lady but um but no yeah something totally overcame her and yeah. that was like so it's, it's not your friend no yeah. they'll say a lot of things they don't mean yeah Ex oh yeah exactly that, that doesn't excuse them that's not an excuse no, no, i no, want to no, be no. clear correct but it can help people understand it can and and like i said like every it's nuanced so you gotta yeah take it day by day but wait, were you gonna yeah. say something else no Okay. I thought that was a good story to kind of it represent. It was. It was also another really funny moment. It was a now. Funny, now it's funny. funny. Well, it was kind of funny after it, it happened. Was like once it, just, it was scary. It was definitely very scary. I've only ever seen like a demon in that realm like one time before that, and yeah. So not something you want to research. No, no, not at all. Um, but okay. So my question. So the whole point I was saying was like it's it's nuanced we don't have hard and fast rules, but here are some suggestions. So as somebody, I want to ask you this question because okay. you've obviously gone through mental illnesses as well. So what for you, how do, uh, how do expert on that? Yes. <laughs> Get it from. <laughs> actually told me. This is a true story. <laughs> he actually told me and he meant it to be so sweet, but the way it came it out wasn't. was so wrong. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was, he goes, <laughs> I didn't believe mental illnesses were real until I met you. <laughs> <laughs> it 
like, I know you meant right, to say I exposed you to the realm right. of like, you know, you need to have compassion for people who are right. mentally ill. But I was like, then, to me, it sounded like your mental illness was, was so bad. bad. I had no to face the facts. <laughs> That's funny. When did you say that? Oh, a few months ago, That's I think. That's so funny. Well, okay. So on that note, <laughs> um, so I want to know from your perspective too. I love too, you, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> from your perspective, what? What is what are give our give our 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 community some tips like what how do you think friends can best support you and you could take it from perspective of like what friends around you have done that are great and also what you do for friends that you've seen you know or like mm. it doesn't even have to be things that have benefited positively because people can learn from our mistakes too. Okay, I would say. Oh, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you dying on me. <laughs> Um, one of my biggest tips would be, I know in the moment, mm-hmm. and we already kind of touched on this, mm-hmm. when they're doing really bad, like when we would have our panic attacks, mm-hmm. or I was having an eating disorder moment, or I was super depressed and just wanted to lay in my bed, mm-hmm. I know you would help them, mm-hmm. or like when I was suicidal, mm-hmm. and you want to like fix it. You want to explain it away, give them logical reasons that, you know what, no, that food is energy, it's good for you, like, right. you need it to live, yada, yada, yada. Chances are, one, they already know that. Mm-hmm. Two, they, like, in that moment, their mind is not thinking logically. So battling, like, you can't argue with a fool. Like, you know that mm, saying? That's so good, Not yeah. that they're fools, but their mind is not in the right space to even accept or hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the best things you can do when they're really going through it is, one, just ask, like, well, what do you usually do when you feel like this? And maybe encourage them mm-hmm. to use those tactics. Like, for me, when I had really bad any sort of noise, putting in headphones and turning up the music all the way or journaling or stuff like that really, really helped me. So, like, kind of getting them to use their tactics or also just letting them vent Mm. and say whatever they need to get off their chest. Can I add something real quick? Mm -hmm. So, she had mentioned using using tactics. So, there's a couple things to this. There, I, I know in some instances there are people that don't know what they need, when they need it, mm-hmm. how to need it. Um, and this is a process that's going to take learning. So, um, like trial and error, trial and error um, trying things, seeing how they respond, not taking it personally and um, and just using wisdom and all that stuff. So so and also not not putting the pressure on them to come up with a solution, because like yeah. when you can't think straight, you can't think straight. You can't you're just trying to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Or or just put blink you know what i'm saying so so using tactics is good but sometimes you can learn the best like a good way to learn somebody's tactics if you don't know is when they're doing well ask them like hey do you have any tactics like what do you think might help because sometimes they don't know in the moment they can't remember or maybe they've never asked themselves when they're good Mm -hmm. so they don't know but they do know because deep down there's something they might have heard or want to try so asking them outside of these panicky moments is a great idea i agree yeah so i'd say that's a really big one um what else can you do i think also like obviously bringing in the bible but again that takes wisdom and knowing when they're going to hear it Mm -hmm. so like when people shouted biblical truth at me in the moment i was like i know you're right but i also don't care and whatever demons or because it's spiritual realm is more real than what you see and what you hear yeah, and what you taste we really should but um a lot of the times those like demonic spirits get irritated by that so it actually oh, makes 100%. things worse and so you could you could make it worse by doing that like a lot of times people don't need the bible thrown at them you don't need to throw a verse at me show me why you know show me what the character of god would do when i'm here don't tell me what he says just like like for instance you know um the whole like uh there's a scripture that's like mourn with people who mourn and celebrate with people who celebrate okay in that realm of things don't throw that scripture at this just this is the only example i come up with don't throw that scripture at them if they're mourning sit with them if they're celebrating, sit with, you know what I'm saying? Like sit with them, be present, be there. That's what God does. He says that he's the, his presence is peace. He is peace. He is love. So just be that. 
You don't need to throw a verse at them. When they're doing well, let's talk about the Bible. Let's exercise these thoughts. Let's think about some affirmations. Mm-hmm. And because the thing is, you don't want to throw. It's like you mentioned something yesterday where you're like, therapy isn't for crisis. It's for maintenance. Yeah. The Bible is for all, everything, but it's most valuable, I think, most useful if you ma- use it as maintenance. Then you know it. Then you, you know it when you freak out because people say yeah. that you, when you're in I, this is what I believe. I believe when you're in a, a bad mind space and you can't think straight, you you jump back to your habits and whatever you think fundamentally. So yeah. if you don't know the word fundamentally and you only use it in crisis, when you're in crisis, you won't go back to the word. You'll go back to whatever worldly mm-hmm. things you do. Exactly. That's so good. Um, I think another one would be when they're doing well, because like that's the main thing you can do with them in crisis is just be there. Yeah. Make sure they don't hurt themselves, right. you know, validate, you know, like, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. That sounds really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to argue with them in that moment. But when they're doing well, you can always bring up the Bible. You can bring up, you know, have the harder conversations when they're in the right mindset. Um, and also if they let you in and you can also offer accountability. Mm. Like I know I would do that. And on bad days I can text Kylie and be like, you know, I'm not doing well. And she'll check in. Like, have you had lunch yet? Yeah. Like, did you work out today? Okay, go get a snack. Right, right. Just like little things that like can help them just like be like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, someone else. Cause sometimes you need someone to give you permission to beat your mental illness. Cause sometimes I would want to eat, yeah. but I would so I would ask like hey do you think I need a snack I worked out today like that was me asking for someone else to give me permission to defy what my illness was saying is no you don't need to work out today because those calories now like if you eat more you're ruining your work you know what I'm saying so I think that's also like really helpful when they're doing well when they're not doing well sometimes pushing it can push them into a crisis um so you have to like through trial and error Maybe asking someone, like, if you're kind of a friend, maybe going to the parents and figuring out, like, when's the best time to push? How far can I push? Because if they're open to it, when you push them, that's how they'll get better. Correct. But I think that's a, would be a key, like, the accountability. I think that's actually a really great point. Um, We did that a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot. And even when I moved into my, my, so, like, when I moved into my own apartment and Alyssa was coming over a lot, I like, or like I would buy her something or like Mm -hmm. we would have food at the house. We'd be eating. I would be like sharpieing things out. I'd be pulling off like, you know, for her birthday, if I got her cupcakes or something or whatever it was, I'd be scratching stuff out and making sure she can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, so you can see the calories and all stuff. So like it's dependent on the the illness. You can't do that with anxiety, but you can can do that with an eating disorder. Um, And then, The other thing is like sometimes, so she mentioned like, you know, not sometimes pushing them can, can make them go into crisis mode. And that's that's also not your fault. Nope. I want to make that clear. I love that. Say that again. It's not your fault if you challenge them and they go into crisis mode. Correct. Correct. Because you're trying to help. Um, That's happened to us multiple times. Um, But also it's expected. So something like this, when you're dealing with an eating disorder and we're speaking specifically from anorexia standpoint just i we should have said that but but we are speaking from that standpoint when you do that um understand that you're going to experience that you're going to have moments where you push them a little too far because the thing is we don't know you know we don't know where people are what Mm -hmm. where their hearts are we just are working to do our best and there were plenty of times where i pushed Alyssa too far but to be fair a lot of the times i think those were necessary moments like she's aren't always bad. no they're really not like sometimes they need to be pushed to come to the point like she Alyssa has made it very clear that she needed to hit rock bottom before she wanted recovery and in order to hit rock bottom you got to hit crisis most you know what i mean like you have to go past your threshold many times so so there's that's part of it too so just that's to be expected that's not a bad thing you have not failed them as a friend or as a person this is to be expected it's a, an illness you're gonna have these ebbs and flows and then the last thing I'm going to say, because I know we're pushing probably mm, maybe close to 45 minutes to an hour. <clears throat> um, yeah, we are. <laughs> is, no, this is good. I wish we had talked about this more in my event. The last thing I will say is, because uh, I think these are my top three, encourage them to get professional help. 
Be careful how you do it and when you do it. Because I've had people tell me, you know what? You're not doing it well. You need to go to therapy. Not the way, right? Not the right way to approach it. (laughs) Because one, I wasn't in the headspace to hear that. And two, like, it makes me think that you think there's something wrong with me. Like, it doesn't help. Uh, Yeah. I already know that something bad is going on. And I'm trying to handle it Mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. But I would say... Um, you can't handle it alone. So either get like their parents involved mm-hmm. or literally get professional help. I know a lot of people are opposed to therapy and treatment centers and what like n- whatnot. But I think they're very beneficial because those people are experts in the subject. Mm-hmm. You're not an expert, but they are. They've studied it. They went to school for it. They know what to do. And it can really be beneficial because one, it takes a little bit of the weight off of you. Mm-hmm. They know like the tactics, the coping mechanisms to teach this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just have the expertise to do it. Mm-hmm. But I would approach it more so in the way of like, Hey, have you ever thought about like getting professional, like a professional involved? Cause I love helping you, but I feel like they would know so much more and be able to do so much more for you than right, I right, can. Right, right. That's and like I can even help you find somebody like that kind of thing because um yeah I feel like those professionals are really important as much as I hated it at first like now I look back and I'm very thankful that my parents didn't try to do it on their own because I don't think that would have ended well yeah um, and I want to say something really quickly about therapy. So for I, I've been come, it has br- been brought to my attention that there are a lot of people that do not like the idea of therapy. I've known this for a while, yeah. but, um, but I, I'm coming to the understanding that there are a lot of people that just genuinely think it's stupid. It doesn't work, all this stuff. So I think like anything in life, everybody needs something different. Number one. Okay. I think therapy is very valuable. At least it was for me. Some people have experienced trauma with therapy. So Mm -hmm. I understand that like, to be completely honest with you, the last time I did therapy before I started, I did it in January, 2018, um, was, I can't remember. I think I was like 11 or something or 12 and my mom, my brother's dad and myself went to therapy because it was like just a toxic household. And the last time we went to therapy that later that night, he actually beat her in front of me. So in my mind, therapy was stupid. Like I, that was why I didn't go back until, and that's why when I went back in January of 2018, my mom like had, I didn't realize it so recently, by the way, my mom had to like kind of really force me. She had been asking me to go to therapy for like months into like the end of 2017 for a while. Cause I was like not doing well. And I was just like so opposed to it. Um, for that reason. So I experienced trauma with therapy and, and I was like so over it. The other thing is that you do have to find a therapist that you jive with. So like yeah. that's you, feel free to therapist shop. Yes. Therapist. I like that therapist yeah. shop. <laughs> um, you have to because that's part of it. Like, you know, being able to relate to somebody and if you don't want to relate to them and you just want a third party to talk to you or you want a women's perspective or a man's perspective there's that the other thing is recognizing that therapists are also human they don't have all the answers Mm -hmm. they're not expected to but they do have knowledge on how people think and how to combat these negative cycles and thought patterns and coping mechanisms and they've had to read a lot of books and all that stuff but they're human so they will make mistakes they might say things to piss you off they you might actually therapy honestly sometimes it's kind of like very triggering oh my gosh you you might get worse before you start getting better and so i feel like that's how it always goes when you start healing though 100 percent, 100 percent. and so i do love the idea of therapy but i have been my mind has definitely been open not the idea i like therapy i think it's valuable especially if you find the right person um but i do know that everybody has different seasons and different lives and different mentalities and some people just don't jive with therapy. And I think part of it is that they don't even want to. So nothing's going to work if you don't want it. Mm-hmm. But um, if you don't do therapy, you do have to find an outlet. That's what I'm going to say. I'd start yeah. with an outlet. Start with journaling. If you can't journal, if you don't want to journal, you think whatever about it, then just write down one sentence about how you're feeling. Don't keep it all up in here. I know that people are like, I journal in my head. <laughs> Dan, not to out Danny, but he says that. He journals in his head. And I'm like, you got to get it out, though. You got to. You got to get it out of your system because it's just jumbled. You can't keep that that energy inside your body. That's how I feel about it. It's a lot. It'll come out eventually. Exactly. And whether you think it's a lot or whatever, but 
um, you got to get it out. You know, uh, find a friend that you trust just to mm-hmm. talk to about it or find some like you, you got to have an outlet, have an artistic outlet, maybe, you know, where you're like yeah. um, painting you're or do, right. Or you're singing or maybe you make lyrics or rap or whatever it yeah. is. But find something. Start somewhere because you can't do this on your own. You were not expected to as a person do this on your own. You can't. So don't try because yeah. you will fail. <laughs> man, should not. it's not good for man to be alone. Straight from the mouth of the Lord. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mike, freaking drop. I want to drop it, but I don't want to make the noise. I think that's the perfect place to end. That was beautiful. Oh. How do you feel? I feel good. Yeah. I feel like this I'm is glad our... we got to talk about it. Me too. Because I feel like it was needed at the event. I feel like a lot of people, like, there were a lot of, like, adults there. Yeah. Or people struggling. But I feel like there were also a lot of friends there. Yeah. And I think that they need support, too. 100%. 100%. Everybody needs it. Um, but like Alyssa said so eloquently, man was not designed to be alone. Mm-hmm. So it's not good. So um, with that, I think this is our best episode yet. Proud of it's us. Only our second episode. I think it's our best it's episode. Year, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh man! But anyway, we're just here to remind you that you are loved and that everything will be a okay. Woo! High five. I'm proud of that.